welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 14 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, as always, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcast episodes, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find in the show notes below or in any of our Instagram bios. So Jack, episode 14, how's it going? How's this past week been for you? Yeah, it's been a really great week of training. This is now the end of my third week Mm -hmm. in the mesocycle. And I've actually got only one more week of training to go before I commence my mini cut. Woohoo! How exciting! (laughs) So, yeah, as I've said in previous episodes, it's going to be quite a big change for me. I haven't really done any serious dieting other than a three-week mini cut since my prep ended, really. I did Mm -hmm. a lot of maintenance when I was injured and obviously the majority of it's been in a surplus especially since September last year where I've basically gone from around 86 to 94 now Mm -hmm. and made some pretty awesome improvements in that time like I don't know Tiara because we have all these throwbacks on our Instagram and or on Apple iPhones, they do those. We're, we're physique competitors, you know. We're we're pretty notorious for taking a hell of a lot of pictures. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you do have to look back to see how far you've come. And I mean, I I thought I was doing doing good at like eighty eight kilos, but <laughs> it looks a lot different now. That's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, you're six kilograms heavier now. So yeah, most certainly. That's the thing, you know. You reach a certain body weight, you're like man, I'm looking jacked. I'm looking huge. And then you put on a little bit more muscle, and a little bit more size. You look back and you're like, I was tiny. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this will be the episode where I kind of go through my plan. Um, actually next, well, we'll do it this week and next week, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to like run through my food maybe and see the changes that I'll make to that because it will be quite a drastic, drastic drop. So at the moment, I'm currently eating about 4,500 calories on average and a little bit less on my rest days, a little bit more on my leg days and about 4,500 on my mm-hmm. upper body days. Are you saying that you carb cycle? Yes, I do. <laughs> not the way you think though. <laughs> oh, so you're not like a potato, like cycling <laughs> on a bike? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so you know, you manipulate your energy input determined by your energy output. That makes a lot of sense. But you know, so 4,500 4, 4, calories, you know, what are your macros generally on those days on average? So on my lower days, it's about the protein and fat stays the same, about 80 grams of fat and 275 grams of protein. And on my lower days, it's 600 carb, moderate days, 650. And then on my leg days, it it can go anywhere from like 7 to 750, depending Mm -hmm. on the steps. Oh, gosh. When you said lower, I thought you meant lower body day. But I guess you mean like rest day and then a leg day. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, probably good that you clarified that. But (laughs) So what I'll probably do is I could have two options for my mini cut really where Tierra brought this up where I basically go to like take a thousand calories away from each of those days. Mm-hmm. And because I'm basically going for a thousand calorie deficit, 
what I don't think I'll do that though. Like that would mean like eating like 450, 400 and 500, something like yeah. that. But what is your rationale for that? Cause it's basically what you're doing now, you know, and it would replicate your energy expenditure and subtracting the same amount of, you know, energy intake from that expenditure. I think either would work because at the moment I'm, I'm doing, so what I plan to do is just do the average. Mm. So bring it down to like 450 carbs, 70 fat and 250 protein. And I, I would, I just feel more comfortable doing that than changing the amounts on different days because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a bit easier and it's going to get the same result. And I think it's for me and it is a bit different when I'm bulking because mm-hmm. like it might be a bit of a mental game where like when I'm bulking, I don't really like, let's say I did do the average when I'm bulking and I ate 650 carb on each day of the week. So that would mean my weight would spike quite a lot on rest days mm-hmm. and then it would drop by quite a lot on leg days. I don't like seeing that. Yeah. I'd rather be more consistent and I would recommend that for everyone else as mm-hmm. well. If, if it, some people can, like a lot of my clients, they can eat the same amount every day mm-hmm. and their weight will be fine. Yeah. But for me, it's not. And if I hold it, the calorie amount consistent in my mini cut, I might just drop a bit more on my leg days and drop a little bit less on my rest days. Mm-hmm. But at least on your rest days, you know, you can top up your glycogen a little bit more for the training sessions yeah. afterwards. So yeah, the thing is, it's going to be an aggressive deficit either way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I wouldn't do this for my comp prep. Mm-hmm. Like in my comp prep, I'll do something else. And I just don't see the, like the goal of the mini card is just to get it done. So mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, if I need to fine tune it, I will. Like if mm-hmm. I, if I feel like I don't have enough energy on my leg days, which I think I will, like even 450 carbs. Yeah, that's, still a that's the amount. thing. It's still, it's all relative, right? Cause Jack's like, I'm going to be so aggressive with my mini cut, <laughs> only consuming 450 grams of carbs, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too worried and I'm kind of relishing the, the feeling of hunger. Mm-hmm. Not just hunger, but just feeling a bit slimmer as well yep. in a good way. Not skinny though. And So I'm interested, you know, so obviously we've still got one week left. We just went grocery shopping today. So you're still eating your, norm, your normal foods. But, you know, tell the listeners to reach your carbohydrate targets right now. So let's give a leg day, right? Where your carbs are the highest around like 750. Can you take us like briefly through a full day of eating for you and how you actually hit those targets? Yeah, so basically my meals stay pretty much the same on a upper day or lower day. The only thing that changes really is a few little ingredients or the quantity that I actually consume. So breakfast at the moment, I've just been having some oats to to get a whole grain in and then a few cereals on top of that, like usually rice bubbles and at the moment Milo cereal. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just have that with yogurt, blueberries, a few nuts and some milk. Mm Mm-hmm. And in winter, I actually heat the milk up, which is nice. Nice. And lots of cinnamon, right? The house smells delicious. (laughs) And so that's breakfast. It's probably about 1,200 calories. Mm -hmm. What I'll do is I'm just getting it up on my phone now. So to give you guys some more insight. So that's breakfast. And for lunch, what I usually have is just um, a few pieces of bread with jam on them. Uh, actually, to give you more accuracy, in Woolies or Coles, it's like the jumbo hamburger rolls or something. <laughs> you know you're bulking when you're buying jumbo rolls. <laughs> and yeah, I have that with some jam. And then I have these like mini pizza bases with like avocado and chicken. Mm-hmm. 
and that's pretty much lunch. On a leg day, I'll just have three of those pizza bases instead of two mm -hmm. and a bit more jam maybe, just be a bit more generous. <laughs> and that's about 1,200 calories. Breakfast was actually closer to 1,100 calories. And then for post-workout, I'll basically have a microwave cake and then I'll either for my protein I'll either have protein powder on the side or chicken I don't really like adding protein powder into the cake because I find that in the off season it just tastes like artificial to me mm -hmm. whereas in prep it tastes like dessert so yeah. <laughs> just got to wait till I get a bit hungrier uh -huh. <laughs> and so basically in that uh, I've, re I've talked about it on my story recently but it's like flour milk banana a little bit of olive oil cinnamon and then on leg day i'll add like a lot of sultanas and more ice cream on top basically mm -hmm. yum <laughs> and that's on a leg day that's usually about 1500 calories and then dinner is when i get most of my quote-unquote nutrition in so all my veggies and i'll have like grated zucchini grated carrot uh, lots of tin tomatoes pasta sauce peas and corn, onion, mushrooms, mm -hmm. and basically throw that into a pan with some kangaroo mince and cook that all up, have it with some pasta and cheese as well. Yum. Wow. Sounds delicious. And that meal is about 1100 calories too. So yeah, that's, um, I say my, that's my volume wise. It's the largest meal by mm -hmm. far. And it's usually the most difficult meal to eat. But if I tried eating it anywhere else, like I would be sick the rest of the day. So. Yeah, I think that's the most strategic thing because like obviously to get those vegetables in there, they're going to bulk it up a bit. But, you know, I think that's a pretty smart strategy to actually like boil those vegetables down and kind of simmer them alongside something like a bolognese. Because if you were to just like gnaw on a carrot and a raw mushroom and a zucchini, right? And like a mm. bunch of raw tomatoes, that's a big volume would, of food. I would be sick after one yeah. carrot. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you grate it and you kind of hide it in a big bolognese with some meat and pasta, like it wouldn't be too bad. And you just mm. got to have a big spoon. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I love vegetables and fruit and whole grains mm. and like, and everyone will see that as I get, as my deficit increases my food choices will change a lot but that's just the way it is right now where my body doesn't like carrots yeah. and stuff like that like i still like it but i just can't eat you don't a lot of it. you're not yeah. craving the carrots yeah. <laughs> no but i think you're doing such a good job you know because you're definitely hitting your nutritional bases and your targets you know for getting enough whole grains in each day getting mm. enough fruits you know you're getting mono and polyunsaturated fats you're getting di various different types of protein in there from like the yogurt and the kangaroo and the protein powder and the chicken and stuff. Yeah, but for example, my fiber on that leg day is still 75 grams. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> like no worries hitting that 30 gram minimum, man. <laughs> Way over twice the amount. But uh, yeah, and it's just interesting the case that you're in. You know, you're, you're hitting your targets, but then obviously to hit those additional carb targets without having fiber go loco, like mm. up to 200 grams, have some cereal, have some white bread, put some jam on your food, put, have some ice cream, right? So I'm just saying you're living the life, but you're still very well nourished, you know, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, so the things I'll probably change is like nowadays it's, it's very easy for me to change to mm -hmm. create that deficit. Like for uh, probably for the first week, I'll just leave food choices the same and just decrease the quantity and 
like that'll give me a better idea of where I want to, how I want to structure my nutrition for like the, the five weeks to come. Cause mm-hmm. my mini cut is planning to be about six weeks and lose about six kilos as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit more. And so yeah, breakfast is easy. Just cut the cereal out, really increase mm-hmm. the quantity of oats lunch. I can just switch to like a whole grain option mm-hmm. and decrease the quantity and the post-workout cake, just take out the ice cream lower the amount of flour used Mm -hmm. and then dinners keep pretty much keep dinner the same maybe even take out the carbohydrates from that yeah or like replace it with a can of beans or something right are you maybe not beans yet are you not yet we're not to that we're not to the bean level yet but uh are you excited in a sense to start feeling hungrier yeah i'm actually more excited to just be enjoy my meals more i still enjoy them and I don't want to come across as if I, I hate food because I don't. I still love mm-hmm. food, but the it's just a different level of desire, mm-hmm. as anyone knows if they've dieted. But I'm also just looking forward to feel different because mm-hmm. I just can feel a bit sluggish sometimes, especially in the morning I wake up and like I, I feel, still feel a bit sluggish from what I've eaten the night mm-hmm. before. And then I have to go eat breakfast in 20 minutes. So. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's the other thing. Can you just tell people about your meal timing? Because you actually have your lunch very early right now. Uh, and then you train and then you have your post-workout a bit later. So the reasoning behind that and what time are you actually eating? Yeah, so I currently eat breakfast around 8 a.m. And I wake up at 7 a.m. And I have lunch at usually 10.30 to 11 and it's not even really lunch it's pre-workout yeah i'm like jack you're having like a freaking recess snacker in australia you know morning tea yeah. right <laughs> it's like 10 45 like jack's like i gotta eat lunch and i'm like it's 10 45 why do you need to eat mm. lunch because <laughs> yeah i used to eat probably at a normal time like maybe 11 30 12 mm-hmm. and i would just feel sick uh, like a few, a few people might re- uh, remember me saying i just used to almost puke in my leg days or my heart rate would get really high and I started eating a lot earlier and I also switched up. So I'm not eating anything whole grain based in my mm-hmm. lunch now. And I feel a lot better because mm-hmm. of that. And now, so therefore there's about like a five hour, five to six hour gap to my post-workout, mm-hmm. which I actually enjoy because it enables me to get a bit hungrier. And then, so that's usually at around 4.30 and then I eat dinner at 7. So... There it is. Yeah. So having that really early lunch and it's that thing with, you know, you, you're thinking about your peri-workout nutrition, having meals at least between within four to six hours of one another. So you're kind of pushing that six hour number. So mm. it's actually really good. You're getting in, you know, some faster acting carbohydrates, if you want to call them like ice cream, you know, and uh, also like some protein powder and stuff to really like get yeah. that into your bloodstream. So sweet but uh yeah so it should be very exciting you know i'm really excited just to see obviously you know the cut starts in a week but week by week by week i'm i'm just interested to observe you (laughs) and uh just see see my mood change uh, no not your mood change (laughs) please you're you're so wonderful right now um but i just mean see your dietary patterns because i feel like it's been i don't know if it's sadistic of me but i just almost want to see you hungry in a sense like it would give me trust me you don't okay (laughs) (laughs) i want to see you like you know just a little bit hungry you know like yeah i could eat something but yeah it's it's gonna be interesting but you know training this week's been good everything else it's been a good week yeah training's been really good i i hit 
my 105 bench for three by eight, which I wanted to get mm -hmm. because it's harder at Brisbane than Mount Gravatt. And so that was a success. And for RDLs, that was the other major lift really where I got like 170 for two by 10. And that's like an all time PB volume wise. So keen to move on to 172.5, mm -hmm. see how that feels. And yeah, in terms of volume, I'll probably leave that the same because I'm definitely not at minimum effective volume right now. So like I'm not at maintenance volume, so I can afford to diet on the same training volume mm -hmm. I'm now and still retain muscle and progress. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep playing around with volume and, mm -hmm. and, uh, cause at the moment I do two sets for squats, two sets for RDLs. Like honestly, the, to just to be honest, like the thought of doing three sets for RDLs right now is really tough. <laughs> And, and to think you used to always do three sets, right? Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about this this morning that you're really grateful you swapped over because you felt almost as if you kind of plateaued in a sense when you were mm. doing three sets. Yeah, because I, I, what I, I enjoy in basically matching my reps across each set. And I've, I've always really done that. And I actually know I used to do pyramid style, but now I enjoy matching the reps. That makes the most sense to me. And interesting that there's usually a similar amount of reps in reserve. I'm not sure if that's how my strength plays out or mm -hmm. my endurance, but there's usually amount of a similar reps in reserve. So I enjoy doing two sets now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you'll probably keep it the same. So you're at the end of your third week of this mesocycle. You've got one more week, then you enter your cut. How long are you predicting this mesocycle will go for? So we'll just see, like the last one went for seven. Maybe this one will go for seven as mm -hmm. well. And so, yeah, what will happen is I will either have to mini cut during a deload week or I might go up to maintenance for that week. I'll make a decision. Mm -hmm. To for be honest, it wouldn't be that bad to just keep cutting during the deload because like, like with the body, I'm not saying you're fat, yo, but like with the body fat that you're at right now, like you wouldn't be at a significant risk of muscle loss or anything like that compared to if you were deep into a cut in a very large deficit with very little body fat on you. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, we'll just have to play it by ear, see how you're feeling that week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the, only think my only thought pattern is like, why make something less optimal when it will only add an extra week? Mm -hmm. Like why not just recover better by going to maintenance? And from previous experience, I've lost more strength by deloading in a deficit mm -hmm. rather than. In but a that was in prep, right? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that was that was a while ago. But yeah, we'll see. And uh, so, and you've got your Dexter scan booked in for less in less than a week now, right? With yeah. physique science. Yeah, on Saturday. So that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. That'll be something we can talk about next week. Cool. Yeah, and this week as well. You know, we'll take skin folds on each other. So it's a whole week of uh, you know, tracking body comp. So should be good. That's so awesome to hear. Yeah, I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thanks. And how's everything going with you? Yeah, this week, it's been a, you know, I feel like every week is just awesome. You know, things are just taking along really, really well in life right now. But uh, last, you know, Sunday, which I guess Sunday's like the end of the week for some people. Some people say Sunday's the first day of the week. What do you think? I think Monday's <laughs> the first day of the week. Yeah, Sunday feels... <laughs> Sunday's the end. Sunday, the end. Yeah. So I guess the end of last week on Sunday, because we recorded our previous podcast on the Saturday, right? Um, last Sunday, I drove down the Gold Coast and I went to World's Gym Ashmore and I had a private posing lesson with Steph Collins. So she's an IFBB bikini pro. And uh, yeah, I did a posing lesson with her, learned so much. She helped me so much with my posing just from one lesson and um, got a lot out of that. What was the number that. one thing you learned? 
probably just fixing my front pose, right? She just, it's just amazing. Like a posing coach can just look at you and the smallest little tweaks can just make you look so much better. And it's, it's difficult because sometimes you see girls on Instagram or you see photos, right? And you, you'll look at that photo and you'll try to reenact it and you'll try to do that pose yourself. And you're like, I just don't get it. How's she putting her arm like this and her glute like that and her calf like this, right? Mm. But then you can go into a pose and a posing coach can just slightly alter you and you're like, shit, man, I did it. Look, look at me, right? I'm doing it. Um, Sometimes it's just, well, maybe this is more bodybuilding, but mm -hmm. like you can't always replicate someone else's pose because... Yeah, well, of course, everyone's going to look different, but still, posing coaches, you know, they're um, they're very, very good at what they do if they're a good posing coach. But yeah, got a lot out of that. So I'll be seeing her like f every single two to three weeks all the way up until I compete next year. Um, just getting posing lessons from her, which should be fantastic. So really happy with that. So yeah, I was up at the Gold Coast between our posing lesson was at 11, but then I was like, man, I've driven, I've driven down the Gold Coast, right? I might as well like treat myself to a day at the beach. So, you know, I, I, uh, just drove down to the main beach and I went out onto the sand. It was this beautiful sunny day and I just sat by the water and ate my lunch. I had, you know, like we spoke about some, <laughs> a tuna can, some oats and an orange and just, uh, yeah, did was, you mix them all together? I didn't make they they churned in my stomach together, but I definitely ate them separately. <laughs> but um, no, I just had an amazing amazing time, and then yeah, I was able to just get a free parking spot right next to the water, have my lunch on the beach, then I just put all my stuff back in my car. I pretty much just had my bikini on, a hat, my headphones, my phone, and my keys in a little like a satchel like that I just put around my around my shoulder and I just went walking down the beach for two hours it was amazing just like in the sun in the surf you know like it was just a warm day I just kept walking way down the beach and then I was like okay I should probably turn around now and then I walked back but it was just such a nice day you know I I would have loved if you were there Jack not gonna lie and Sam but it was a really really nice day to myself to just yeah treat yourself to the beach so yeah, that was wonderful. But other than that, this whole week, it's been awesome in terms of training. I finished the third week of my new full body split mesocycle. And again, just have great things to say, you know. Any new changes? Uh, so I did change with those RDLs because the week before I did my RDLs on a Monday and uh, I just flipped up my glutes. I felt like I was RDLing 85 kilograms with just my glutes. And I think like I talked about, my glutes just weren't fully recovered from the Smith machine lunges on the Saturday. So I changed my RDLs to actually be on the Thursday, which is after my second rest day of the week because we rest on a Sunday and a Wednesday that worked a treat. So I just moved my RDLs over to the Thursday and then I put another, so I put OHP on the Monday now. So I did swap a few things around uh, in terms of just where I do exercises each day, but for the most part stayed the same and I mean, almost every exercise I was, I was either able to go up and wait or do more reps. Like I just feel really good. I'm really, really recovering from this and uh, I'm just getting in such good quality volume and man, I just, I'm, I'm loving this right now. I'm really, really loving my training. And I feel like I've got such a good relationship with my training right now. There's no exercises on my program that cause me any anxiety. You know, there's no exercises on my program that I genuinely what just... What about the lunges? No, they don't even cause me anxiety anymore. Cause like I'm at a point where I don't feel like I need 
to like kill myself. Like I love pushing myself, right? But I don't like, I'm lunging, I'm putting around 52.5 kilograms on the Smith machine right now. And I do three sets of 12 on each leg. And that's freaking tough, right? I can feel it. And my glutes do feel sore the next day. But I know if I really wanted to push myself, I could probably put 60 on there. I could probably put 65 and just grind up reps, right? And just destroy myself. And yeah, I'd lift the weight, right? And it'd be heavier. But like, what's the point, right? Like the stimulus to fatigue ratio, like it's just not worth it. And then I, it would be so painful, right? And I would just try to endure these awful reps. And then I feel like I just wouldn't be able to stay consistent with that exercise because it would cause me anxiety. And I would be like, I don't want to do this anymore, man. <laughs> like I've done that before. And I'll admit that I felt in the past that I was obligated to do certain movements that just didn't sit very well with me right? And I'm sure a lot of people have been in this boat before, you know, like you've been in a position where you feel like, oh, I know I need to back squat or I need to conventional deadlift or I have to V squat or hack squat or some sort of movement that like actually scares the crap out of you. It doesn't actually feel that good. It almost feels painful. Maybe because of your biomechanics, you just like, you'd probably get a much better uh, stimulus out of doing something like a leg press instead of a barbell back squat. But you know, maybe your ego gets to you or something and you just feel like, oh no, I'm obligated to do this. I have to do this. And I've certainly been there before. And I think it's important to admit that because I think a lot of people have been there in their training career before. But right now I just have a really good relationship with my training and uh, I'm loving all of my exercises. And I feel like that way I'm going to be able to sustain this the longest and be the most consistent and really, really enjoy my training. And another thing is with my volume as well. I have a really good relationship with the amount of volume I'm doing because again, in the past, especially in prep, like prep in prep, your volume is going to go up. You're probably going to start doing things like four sets, five sets for exercises. Um, because sometimes your weight, like you just can't push more weight, but you might just be able to do an extra set or something. So you add on an extra set for more volume. So coming straight out of prep, when I was doing like four sets, five sets for most exercises, right? Like it was hard to transition out of that. But now I'm pretty much doing three sets for the majority of my exercises. Maybe only a few I'm actually doing four sets for, but for the majority, I'm only doing three sets. And I just feel like that's enough for me because I feel like I get a great stimulus, a great pump. I get really good quality volume and really good quality work. But I get to like the end of my third set of hip thrusts or my third set of, you know, back extensions or lap pull down, whatever it is. And I'm like, man, I feel pretty good. I don't feel like I'm obliged or I don't feel like I need to do a fourth set because I'm going to be training this muscle group tomorrow anyway. (laughs) So yeah, it's, um, it's really good right now. So training's going awesome. And in terms of nutrition, no real changes there. Uh, my body weight, it's still starting. Like it's still creeping up, man. I'm going to admit I failed like, cause like a month ago, remember I was hovering around 64 kilograms and I'm like, I'm feeling good here. You know, I want to try to maintain this and, uh, you know, just keep food where it is, but I've, I've failed. My body weights continue to creep up and where is it now? So I'm sitting like very low 65s. So I actually have gained about a kilogram in the last 
I think we took skinfolds over a month ago, but probably just in just over a month, I'm up by another kilogram. It's quite aggressive. It is aggressive. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) aggressive. No, I'm actually, I'm actually very sweet. Um, but like my body weight, it has gone up. So in that sense, I haven't been, I wasn't able to maintain it at 64, but at the same time I torn because my performance is going up, right? And I feel really good. I feel confident in my body composition. I feel very energetic, you know, everything's going so well. And it actually spiked right after the deload and when I transitioned into this full body training as well, which is interesting. So it's really been around 65 kilograms holding around there for the past three weeks. So it'll be interesting this week to actually take skin folds and see, you know, how much my skin folds have gone up given that I've gained a little bit more weight. But at the same time, it's just difficult right now because like, I don't know where to cap my body weight because I've never, I've never been in a life position like this where my training is going so well. I'm in such a low stress environment. I can really give almost absolutely everything in my life really to my training and my nutrition, you know, and progressing. And I really do think my body composition is reflecting that. I can see in progress photos that I'm definitely growing. I'm definitely like my quads for sure, definitely developing more of my back for sure. And even when I compare progress photos, my delts as well. Thank you. (laughs) And even my core, every, my chest, man, things are, things are getting bigger, (laughs) but it's, it's difficult because I compare photos, right? And, and exercise videos as well. When I was 65 kilograms last year and I look very different, like it's a very different looking 65 kilograms. Like my waist is much smaller now compared to my previous 65 kilograms. I definitely don't have as much body fat on my legs and on my arms, even on my core. So anyway, interested to see the skin fold results and it should help me determine where I want to go from here. But obviously if I've gained weight, I've obviously been in a surplus, right? And when looking at my data, I've pretty much been eating the same amount of calories, like ever since two weeks out <laughs> from when I, when I, when I got out of prep, right? So like I'm eating around 180 grams of protein, anywhere between like it probably averages around 350 grams of carbs and between 40 to 45 grams of fat per day, right? Give or take a few grams. But I've been eating this for a solid few months and my, I haven't really had to adjust that, right? And Your body my, weight's gone up 58 to... 58 to 65, which is nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, but I've always been like that. To be that. fair though, my, I think my macros are pretty similar at around 88. Mm. So like... It might have increased by like 50 calm. Yeah. So you I and think... I, we just find this, this certain amount of energy, right? And you just roll with it. I'm mm. the same with a deficit, right? But I think it's also encouraging in the sense that it can work both ways, which mm-hmm. is good. So like it might mean in, in prep for both of us, like when I, on oh, my maintenance calories might be the same. Yeah. So that means I can diet on high food. Yeah. But it, yeah. Like, I'm not complaining. My food is high regardless in the Mm -hmm. off-season. Same with you. I'm not complaining either. Like, if it wouldn't really... It does not bother me that I I could eat more if I wanted to. And I know I'd continue to gain weight. But, like, where I am right now, I feel very satiated, very happy, very nourished, very energetic. So, like, I don't necessarily need my calories to be higher. Like, I'm eating, like, 2,600 per day. So, it's a good amount for me. Like, feel Mm. good. So, yeah. That's the thing. Um, I'm excited to take skin folds. But overall like 
Yeah, it's just going to be different because I know next time I get on stage, I'm not going to be in the 57 kilograms. Like my goal is to get on stage in, on it in at least the 58 kilograms because like with the way that I'm training right now, the way that I'm growing, there's no way that I'm not building lean mass. There's no way that I'm going to step on stage and be the exact same stage weight. I'm just saying like I'm, I'm pretty confident in you that. You could be leaner though. I'll be leaner, but I I should I was fifty seven point nine. Similar stage weight. I was fifty seven point nine on stage. So if I'm not at least fifty eight, if I don't gain at least one hundred grams from this, <laughs> god damn it! No, but I can pretty confidently say I'm gonna I've gained at least hundred grams, yo. But yeah, it should be interesting. But regardless, like I know that I feel really good, and yeah, it should just be interesting to keep ticking along. But. So we've, we're coming up to the end of July now. We've got August, September. We'll start prep in October, depending on when they release the official show date. So it's really only just over another two months for me for a solid improvement season before... Get going. Yeah, before we get going. Keep going. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll have to... Like, maybe my weight will get up to 66 kilograms before I start prep, right? I started my previous prep at 68 kilograms. So starting this new prep at 66, but still with a very different body comp. Yeah. I think you might as well. You yeah. do, I think it's more productive to gain maybe a kilo in two months mm-hmm. than just stay the same body weight. Yeah. Especially if your training is so good. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a reason to fight it. Like, I'm, I'm not like like overly fat or anything like that so thank you that's reassuring no problem <laughs> yeah but um other than that you know i think we're 13 weeks out right now from the icn queensland show and exciting awnbs they announced that they will be having their show too but that's going to be a week before the icn so 12 weeks out from that so i've got my client jess she'll be competing in both bikini and swimsuit at both awnbs and icn so 12 and 13 weeks out right now from the queensland shows and then you've got callum who is 13 weeks out from queensland as well so yeah still taking along still quite a few no, quite a number of weeks eh mm, it'll yeah. fly by though there's yeah. still work to be done <laughs> that's right <laughs> we ain't over yet <laughs> but yeah overall good week my bench is back up to 50 kilograms as well so finally we're both benching the same weight that we left off from at mount gravatt only, is it the same weight though? Only took oh, that is that is <laughs> life's greatest mystery question. Is it the same weight at World's Gym Brisbane versus World's Gym Mount Gravatt? Uh, but t- numbers wise, like maybe not actual weight wise, we're we are lifting the same. So back up to fifty kilograms, which is good. Got four by eight. So let's get those reps up at World's Gym Brisbane now. Back up to ten. Um, should be good should be good and i guess the last thing so i mentioned last week that i did a podcast with darian bates on the unconventional wisdom podcast and that was posted this week really proud of that episode it was it turned out really really well and uh would definitely encourage anyone to go over and listen to that so i can put the link in the show notes below but if you just search unconventional wisdom on your podcast app and it should be the most recent episode we just talked about a whole bunch of different things you know my background story we talked about recovery diets versus reverse diets we talked about like gluten-free foods dairy um, all of these different topics a lot of like things about cardio when to implement it all that jazz so it was a really good episode i'm really proud of it and um that was a lot of fun to record with her so yeah that was my week that was your week it's been a good week and uh let's crush this next one but jack what do you want to improve this week so I would like to 
probably it'll be my first time going above 105 for bench and i'll be doing 107.5 for three sets of six so that's what's on the card so i hope that plays out well mm-hmm. awesome yeah what about you so my goal this week is actually going to be nutrition related and i'm actually going to try to decrease my protein intake a little bit and that's because I recognize my protein's pretty high right now. You know, it's averaging around 180 grams, but depending on what I want to eat, sometimes it goes up to 190. Some men, not going to lie, some days it's at 200. <laughs> because I'm just like, I get to the end of the day that and I'm like... That could be the surplus though. That's t- I know, t- 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 it could be the protein, bruh. Uh, pro- so that's up, that could be 80, grams a day, 80 calories a day that you're mm-hmm. eating extra. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing, it gets to the end of the day and I'm like okay, cool. Like, what do I want to have for dinner? I'll have some salad. I'll have some yogurt and like for like some sort of grain source, right. Or some carbs. I'm like, okay, like I could have some oats or I could have some fruit or man, I'm feeling like a can of beans. So like, I'll, I'll just eat a can of beans, which will, I know this is silly, but like it equates to the same amount of carbs, but like, it's got a few grams of protein in it, but I'm like, a few, dude, it's got like 10 grams of protein or something. Uh, but I'm like, man, I just want to eat a can of beans. Like, (laughs) so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to spice those things up and eat them and enjoy them. So yeah, I've been eating a lot of beans and, uh, I've also been eating a lot of protein cakes too. Cause like in the morning I used to just make cream of wheat, right. And then like put a banana on top and then have my egg white on the side, but I've been loving protein cakes and it's basically cream of wheat plus banana, but you just put in like 20 grams of protein powder completely changes the texture. It's so freaking good. So I'm like, I'm just gonna have a protein cake and my egg. Right? So I, that's why my protein intake's been higher because like I dieted for so long and like, is it such a crime to just want to eat a little bit more protein and really enjoy my food? I don't think so. So that's the thing. My protein intake has definitely been higher because I've just been adding these little bits here and there. And uh, I'm fully aware of that, right? And that's probably is contributing. Who knows? I'm probably am gaining a little bit of weight because I'm going over my calories a little bit in my protein. I thought protein was just stored as amino acids though. <laughs> we wish, bro. <laughs> yeah, if, if all that extra protein was just straight to my delts and my glutes, just pure skeletal muscle, that would be awesome. I'd be, I'd be eating beans all the time. Uh, but what I'm pretty much going to do this week is I'm going to try to improve my diet in terms of just cutting back on the protein a little bit. So for example, instead of having a protein cake in the morning, I'll still have some cream of wheat, but I might dice an apple in there, put some cinnamon in it, put some chia seeds in it. So it's still like the same volume of food. So I'm still feel like I'm eating a similar thing, but I just don't have that additional protein in there. Or you could just sacrifice some volume because you're in your improvement season. Hunger is not a big issue. Yeah, but again, I love to eat. <laughs> is that such a crime? <laughs> I think what makes a good bodybuilder is having a big appetite. So <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I love food, man. You can't take that away from me, and you can't take my volume of cream of wheat away from me. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna omit some of the protein powder this week. Um, still gonna eat some beans, but yeah. Just even it out so that, because I don't need to be eating 180 grams per day. If I'm like 65 kilograms, even at two grams per kilo, right? That's only what, 130 grams per day? If I'm eating 180, that's an extra 50 grams. Yeah. So, and that should easily just bring down a few calories and uh, voila, and keep, keep all the skeletal muscles. So yeah, that's my, that's my improvement this week. (laughs) 
Uh, we are, we're very, very fortunate to be, um, affiliated with VPA Australia because we do have a lot of protein powder to, to use. So that's always nice. <laughs> Never feel like you're wasting it. But yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, you know, to our 14th episode. As always, if you enjoyed it, please feel free to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.